Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run! Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Yo, people, what is good? Welcome back to another episode of the New Spurs Order Pod. I'm on hosting duties this week. Um, familiar voice again, Tapping Toves, aka NSO Goldberg. I'm joined this week by Ash. Still waiting on a nickname for you, but how are you doing, bro? What's going on, man? Yeah, not doing too bad. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good, man. Well, I say I'm good. Uh, I could be. <laughs> I could be better. Hey, I'd, I'd be fuming. I could if be I better. And I got home at whatever, 1 a.m. Oh, man. Listen, it's, it's for the love of the team, man. You win some, you lose some. Honestly, like, I wasn't even, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't even too angry. Like, a lot of people are trying to dunk on me and stuff. But genuinely, I, I wasn't too angry, man, because I feel like I've seen enough this season to not be deterred by, like, one bad day in the office. But I think we can probably say it's been, I'd say, a couple of bad games in the office. I'd say probably our last three has been a bit, has been a bit dodgy. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And I think obviously we're, we're still waiting on Ohio to to hop in as well. So he's going to be joining us shortly, people. But make sure you're you're locked into the the discussion. Um, if you're watching this live, make sure you just throw us some comments as we as we run through the topics. Um, obviously, uh, the last pod was recorded before the Everton game, so we're going to try and cover Brighton and also touch on um how the Everton game panned out as well but Ash I think let's let, let's let, let's start off with with where we are as a team now in terms of <laughs> let's get it out of the way because I think 
I don't want it to be like a constant theme throughout our discussion vis-a-vis the injuries and suspensions, but let's touch on where we are as a team now in terms of availability, because I feel like that's been a big concern um, since that Chelsea game. And I think it's intensified in probably the last couple of days, really. Um, if I look back at Everton, Romero goes off at half time with a hamstring injury. We now get told he's out for four to five weeks. Um, we already knew Basuma suspended. Um, fast forward to Brighton. Obviously, no, no Romero in the starting lineup. Um, yeah, man, talk to me. Even Skip injured as well. Couldn't play him against Bro, Brighton. The, the thing is, yeah, okay, injuries, whatever, you can't control that. But a lot of the shit is our own fault. Like Romero's red card, Basuma's red card. Bro, Kulu, you go into that game yesterday, you know you can't get a yellow. What the fuck are you doing, bro? You know what, you know what, you know what. Listen, listen, I, I know you were angry. Like, bro, I was screaming at my TV when I saw him do that. Ash, 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 I know you're angry. Listen, let's let's do it one step at a time. Let's not speak on the Kulu yellow card yet, but let's remove the Kulu yellow card suspension from the suicide. Let's talk about the available players that we have, right? Because you mentioned the suspensions are our own fault and they are our own fault. But when you look at the absences, Romero, Madison, Bentoncourt, now Skip, um, uh, Perisic, um, who else is missing? Solomon, right? That's basically four starters plus options off the bench, just gone. Bro, I, I said it. I said it a few weeks ago. I said it when Con. I, I said it. So a few weeks ago, I said it when Conte was manager. Yeah. I do not trust like the core. The core of players that we have to rely on now. I do not trust them to beat anyone. We could have an FA Cup tie tomorrow against Ipswich Town, and I would not be confident if we started that same lineup we started yesterday. I swear to God, I would not be confident that we'd beat Ipswich Town. I wouldn't. It's what you're playing pretty well. It's what you're playing pretty well. So I, I don't really blame you, to be fair. Bro, any kind of chap, like any kind of semi decent championship team, I wouldn't be confident these guys are going to, these guys would win. I, I went into that game yesterday not expecting the win. Bournemouth, Bournemouth are on crazy form. Yeah, they dispatched Man United at Old Trafford. I watched that game, by the way. Absolutely battered them all over the park. Yeah. I ain't confident we're going to win that. So the way we are right now, we just have to get through this period. It's just a matter of time, bro. That's what it is, man. Yeah, I, I think I think for those who who are not too familiar with the podcast, those voice that that voice you heard earlier on before Ash um, came back with his final point on the absences was Macho Man, um, aka um, Ohio, aka um, Liverpool City's Council's newest um, support officer, man. How you doing, bro? Um, Congrats as well. It's good to be back. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's good to be back. Good to be employed. Well, I mean, I haven't started for like another two weeks. But yeah, man, it's it's, it's a good good end to the year. So I thought I'd try and bring some sort, of, some sort of positive energies to the pod because I know Ash is ripping the squad a new one. But yeah, good to be Fun. back, man. Good to see you, boys. Yeah, man, it's good to have you back. And this is what I'm saying. We need balance because Ash just wants to come in like a born in China shop. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. This place. We need this. We need that. Oh, we're not good enough. We're not good enough. Ash, listen, if 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 people went by what Ash said every game, Spurs would be the worst team ever. <laughs> We'd lose every single game. 
Bro, I've been, bro, I'm just, I've been through absolute hell in the past three years, yeah? Bro, I'm just. Uh, you know what, listen, let, let's, it's let's say. One, let's... Bro, it's, it's, it's like you, we, we, we've seen the signs of, of progression and then it's just like injuries happen, this happens, that happens, yeah. and we're, we're back to square one. I get it, it's frustrating, it's frustrating, but this is. It's this frustrating, have... but I expect it, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I expect it at the same time. But Fair. Yeah, man, that's just where we are. This is why we have this platform. So we have to talk through that frustration eloquently and with some humor. So let's let's actually fast forward to the most recent game. Of course, we're, we're still going to touch on Everton as well. But let's 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 focus on Brighton yesterday because that's the most recent game. Um, a four-two defeat at the Amex Stadium. Um, we've spoken about the absences, so we knew Romero wasn't going to start. Emerson slotted in for Romero at right centre back. And of course, um, we knew as well. Um, I think it was in the midfield with with no skip available. Obviously, Hoybier came in for skip. But Ohio, I want to get your thoughts on the on the first half, man, because um, I guess this is where I want to link the two games because it felt like the first half was a little bit. <laughs> the first half of yesterday's game was was not too dissimilar to the second half against Everton. Now, um, where do you stand on, on on how we were in the first half yesterday? What went wrong for Spurs? So, just to preface, I didn't watch the Everton game, but from yeah. the parts I paid attention to in the first half, it just felt like, you know, the way I, I appreciate that the way we play is, for lack of a better term, 100 miles an hour, trying to stay on the front foot and apply pressure by staying on the front foot rather than trying to just control possession and you know playing that way I, I get it can be difficult to keep a foothold in the game but it kind of just felt like we just got a bit overexcited to start with with like the early chances and stuff and then Brighton just sort of soaked up the pressure and said like, okay like if you lot want to do bass boss we'll do box bass like you know what I'm saying I felt like they were getting in behind a little bit too much like I don't think Joao Pedro I think Joao Pedro is a decent player I don't feel he's like a quality player man quality he's, he's a good player I just I don't feel like he should have caused us as many problems as he did yesterday, which might sound a bit harsh given he got a man in a match performance and I think he will have a better season next season. Um, you know, originally I was, I would never wish injury on a player, but seeing Matoma was unavailable gave me a little bit of hope. But, you know, the way Brighton play, it seems like a, it's, it's a bit of a plug and play. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all right, this guy's out. The person coming in knows exactly the job role and, and the drop-off in quality isn't too, isn't, isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, I feel like we just lost... We just lost any control we had. We lost composure. Um, and I appreciate it's always going to be difficult when you've got two fullbacks playing centre-back. You know, it's not, it's not just as straightforward as having actual people in positions. It's people who maybe do not have the situational awareness that they need in some of these games where it's like, right, everybody needs to calm down. You know, this is what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, it was just... We just we just couldn't get a foothold of anything. And Brighton were just they were just all over us. Like I'm surprised the scoreline wasn't bigger at half time, to be honest. Hundred percent. And I, I want to come in and I do hear you on that one as well. I think I, I actually think um with 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 the game yesterday, um that was my parallel with with Everton um in the second half, right? So if I compare Everton in the second half with the game in the first half yesterday. Um, against Brighton, it was a lack of control was was the, the the key thing. But I think what really, what really, um, what really made an impact for me yesterday was 
just how little pressure we put on Brighton to actually um, play. Um, it felt as if Brighton centre-backs, they were able to sort of like initiate play with ease. They were able to get the ball from their first, first phase into the middle phase of the pitch with ease. And then from the middle phase of the pitch, they were able to get in and out of defence with two... With, with 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 way too much ease. It was it was really, really bad. And I think um whereas Everton in the second half there was just way too many careless passes. Like I think the theme of the Everton game in the second half was just sloppiness. Everton were really good, same way Brighton were really good yesterday. But I think from our own perspective, um we were really, really, really sloppy in our in our possession play against Everton. But I felt like against Brighton we just really couldn't get close to them. I felt like when we had the ball, it was sterile possession because I think we kept more of the ball than they did in the first half, but it was sterile possession. And I felt like when they had the ball, we didn't put enough pressure on them. I felt like it's, it's the age old cliche. You don't, um, you got to win your jewels. You got to win your jewels. We, we weren't winning any jewels. The first and second ball was always them. Billy Gilman was having a jolly up in the middle of the park. And I felt like at wide, we were really exposed, especially on Pedro Porro's side. I think... In the first 20 minutes alone, just so much traffic was going on that side. I thought, I thought the way Ja Pedro was playing, it was like Pedro Porro had said something about his family or something, because it's it's mad. It, it felt like he wanted to go for, for blood every oh, single you time. can tell you can tell straight away that Deserbi told him before the match, get on that right hand side and cause their problems. You could tell straight away. You can see the way teams attack, and you can just see. Like you were saying, everything was going through that side. Oh, they were trying to divert the traffic to that side. That is a managerial instruction. So they've obviously picked up on a weakness of Pedro Porro and they got they, they got their award for it. Like, yeah. and do you know something I want to say? Like, when you were talking on the Everton game, is it sloppiness or is it just how we play? Because and I, I said this on the, I said this on the um I said this in, in I don't think it I think it was in another group chat, but I was saying that. Something I'm concerned with this season is we're a bit like Liverpool. We just get the ball, direct, direct, direct attack every time, like 100 miles an hour. And like certain times in the game, when the opposition have their tails up, you need to take the sting out of the game. Because if you're trying to fight fire with fire, it's not going to work. So these times where Everton's, Everton have got their tail up, you need, to get the, you need to get hold of the ball, slow the game down. Like even Vicario was taking quick goal kicks. And in my head, I was thinking, what are you doing? Slow down, take your time, slow the tempo down. When you get the ball, just get the ball. I think every time we get the ball, the intention is right, let's go. Sometimes you just got to slow the game down, take, go into gear two and just control possession. Man City do it all the time. They'll slow the tempo down and just slow passes, slow passes without intention of being so direct. And we was losing the ball against Everton, like you were saying, mm -hmm. sloppy. We're just losing the ball time and time again. They were getting the ball back. Attack, attack, and it was just—it was just a repeat. Mm, just on that one, I know you got to this. Yeah, just on that one, I, I wouldn't really say it's a repeat. It's more of a question, to be fair. So, just like on your point of, oh, it seems our game plan is like attack all the time, and that's probably not too. F if it's not, it's probably not too far removed from the truth. But like we've seen, and just on your point of like, oh, we got to learn how to take this thing out of games, and we probably do. To be fair, is it possible that the squad just? isn't there yet in terms of like the phase of, com of, of completing Angeball because 
you know, we've we've seen in the past when we had, you know, Conte and Jose and and Kane would come out and Son would come out and say that like, look like, yeah, we're we're sitting back off the one a lot, but allegedly that's not the instruction. Do you know what I mean? Or there's been games where even I think there's been a couple of Ange games this year where Ange's come out and said like, bruv, like, I don't know why the hell we sat back. That's not what I told them to do. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe the team is in this place where I trust them a bit more not to necessarily sit back per se, but maybe they're just not in that place where they've learned to actually like to not not slow all the way down, but go from gear five to gear three. Still be going forward, but with an element of control. Like I just don't think the squad is there in this current phase right now. Do you know what I mean? I like you know, like what I was trying to hint at as well is it is having like territorial control. So pinning the opposition back in their half and just controlling the game. I think that's something we struggle with because it's always trying trying to be too too direct. Then you lose the ball. Yeah, it comes a lot of it does come down to the players. If you don't have players that are are capable of controlling the ball, comfortable, yeah, it can hinder you. But even with our full strength team, I do feel that a lot of times we are too direct. And I think a problem that causes us and, and we've seen it right is these guys burn out of energy quickly like you see the first 30 minutes it's just you know you know what you know that yeah, when they open the gates for the greyhounds bang they go flying yeah that's just us as soon as the first whistle we're flying and then this is even with a full team by the way then come the 30 minute mark you can see that the players are starting to gas out which is un which is understandable because of how you started the game but i just feel that we need to we need to get a bit more control over games. Like, there's there's stats out there that can that show you how much control we have in games, in terms of opposition territory, and that needs to improve, in my opinion. Like draw tilt. I think you know what though. Like, I think it's a combination. Of I things, don't know right? if it's that stat. I, I top of my head, but there is a stat for it where it tells you how much, of how much of the game you're actually controlling in the opposition's half. But yeah. But, yeah, so so for me, I think that I think it's a mix, man. Like I, I do think there have been games where we have been able to sort of take this. Like there have been games where you where where you've seen symptoms of what you've mentioned, even in games where we're winning. Like I, I recall Fulham, we tune it up. Um, we made some substitutions around the seventieth to seventy-five minute mark, and then the game became a little bit too kamikaze for my liking. Right, it didn't need to be. Um, uh, there's matches where, like, we had spells in the second half where Bournemouth looked really good and he had to make a change to adjust. And I think it boils down to a couple of things. First and foremost, some of the teams we're playing in the Prem are just good. Like, sometimes you literally just got to hang your hat up and say, like, yo, like, this team, they've sussed out how we want to play and they've been able to, to sort of negate our threats. Like, I thought Everton, I thought Everton were really good really really good they were unlucky to 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 lose to spurs i I, I, thought, I, I thought they should have won that game i'll be honest yeah that's what i'm saying so so like so there's a couple of things and i thought brighton were like even though we we were blitzing them in the last like 10 15 minutes of the game yesterday i thought brighton were full value for their points sometimes you just gotta hold your hands up and say that you've been bested right also secondly i do think um we do need to work on being a bit more clever in in some of the the, the passes that we make, um, I do think under Ange Postecoglou, we there's a clear intent to try and go at at teams, but I also feel like he he's not trying to be fully reckless with it. I think he wants to control teams by pinning them in their own half. I think 
for us to do that, we need to be better at doing the things that he wants us to do um, as a football club. I think that is something that we need to do. And unfortunately, that means that we will have games like Brighton, like Everton, where it may not come off, but the team still need to try and make sure that they're able to, to perfect the way in which the manager wants us to play. And third of all, I think it's also a personnel issue as well, not just in terms of players that we need to sign, but in terms of players that we're missing. In the second half where we, uh, to be fair, I know we were losing control in the last stages of the first half against Everton, but even against Brighton and the second half against Everton, we're missing big personnel or big, big players that, that do have that element of control. Romero is, for me, the most composed I think him him and Destiny are our most composed. Him, Destiny and Poro, they are most composed. Well, him and Destiny, in my opinion, they're our most composed um, players. Romero, Romero, for me, is the, is the calm head in that back line um, when he's in possession. And with him in that team, or with him not in that team, that's a big miss. Madison, um, how many times have we seen him try and take this thing out of games and matches? He's a big miss. Benton Core, he's one of our most composed players. He's a big miss. Right, um, Van der Ven, he's a big miss. So we're we're, we're missing. They are, players. they are big misses. Yeah, they are. So, so this, this is what I'm saying. So we're missing, we're missing players who can give us that element of control that we need in games. And then, in terms of players that we don't have yet, we don't have that sort of controlling, like positionally sound number six that can that can basically come in for Basuma. We have Hoybier. We don't have that number six that can just come in, sort of take this thing out of the game, death by a million passes and can still play with some element of verticality. We don't have that. We don't have a centre forward outside of Sun that can actually retain the ball under pressure. Richarlison can't do these things, right? So I think it's a mix, man. I think it's a mix. I don't think your point is invalid. I think it's a fair point to make, but I think there's a combination of issues that has led us to where we are today. And I think they're issues that aren't terminal. I don't see these issues as terminal for, for our objective this season, but definitely you're right. It's things that we, we do need to work on. And I want us to talk on the goals that we conceded, right? Because we're 2-0 down against Brighton at half-time. Um, I turned it off at half-time, I'll be real. <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, actually, you're actually crazy, man. You're actually crazy. Bro, there was no way I was... There was no way... And the thing is, it wasn't it wasn't even the scoreline. It was the way we was performing. As oh, I we were getting battered. We were getting battered. We were getting battered. We were Listen, getting Brighton absolutely had... blitzed, bro. Like, yeah, Brighton... we had... Huh? Well, I was going to say, before you go, I said Brighton had... Brighton had 15 attempts in, in, the, in the entire game. Out of 15 attempts, they created seven big chances. That's almost, 50, that's almost 50% of their shots on target were clear-cut opportunities at our goal. That just shows you how good they were and how bad we were at, the, at, at, um, at stopping Brighton's momentum. But yeah, I want to talk on the goals, right? Because I think we sort of alluded to the first goal. The first goal, again, comes from João Pedro causing chaos on that right-hand side as he was, comes in on the inside, finds a pass to Hinterwood. Really good finish from Hinterwood. I felt a bit sorry for Vicario because Vicario... He was too narrow at that moment in the box. We were too narrow. I think, I think, I think the whole back... I think we needed a more experienced centre-back in that moment to be like, right, this is my man, you lot push up. With Udogi, 
at, at first, I thought, I was like, oh, why, why is there two-man pause? Why are there two-man behind Udogi unmarked? But then I was like, like because it was so compressed, Udogi can't now just back up and expect everyone now to follow him. I do think yeah. Son, Son, who was, I think Son was ball-watching quite a bit. I'm not going to turn around and say uh, the goal is Son's Yeah, he fault. wasn't, he wasn't doing what he should have been doing. Yeah, I can't, I can't say it was entirely Son's fault because as good as Jar Pedro was, that there were enough players to, to negate what was going on over there. Um, mm-hmm. Son definitely got caught ball watching, should have should have been should have been running back to, to have the doggies back there. If, if Son's at least there, there's at least one more person picked up and uh, Hinshelwood, is that his name? Hinshelwood doesn't have as much time to get shot off. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we were just way too compact um in that right-handed side like uh, just outside the box and i think that again that comes down to every i feel like everything relates back to personnel like i don't i don't want to i know you've just spoke on personal a lot there tobes and i don't want to overly rely on how we've we've got this player i've got that player out but again like as, as hot-headed as romero is or whether it was van ven or anyone or maybe even it, it alludes to potentially playing one of the boys who's actually a center back maybe like an actual center back in that situation realizes Hold in a second. Why are we so compact on this side of the eighteen-yard box? Do you know what I'm saying? Like someone turns around, or or maybe maybe experience with a doggy. A doggy is only twenty-one. Twenty twenty-one. Twenty, I might, think. Might be an XP thing for him, where maybe he's got. He should throw his. He should throw his head over his shoulder and be like, "Hold on, there's two guys behind me. I need some help." Or mm. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. As as much as I'd love to grill Hoybier, I don't. I don't know where Hoybier was stood for this. So. I don't know if Hoybier got drawn to the ball or if he or if he should have had his head on the swivel and maybe tried to fill in that gap as well. Not entirely sure, so I can't cook Hoybier for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just poor positional awareness, like from everyone, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I, I do echo you guys. I, I do echo your thoughts. I, I do think um, it's it, it's interesting you mentioning uh, coming in to sort of support destiny on that side, son. The lack of it. I think he looked he looked spent yesterday, but to be honest, I just think he he looked spent, but he also looked it was really poor. And I feel like I felt like yesterday I didn't see our wide men giving our fullbacks enough protection. Um, especially on on Poro's side. I felt like, come on, you you, you can see this guy's a live one. Do you know some, that's something I want to highlight, right? Brennan John. I, and I've seen, I've watched it closely. His work rate is simply not good enough, man. His work rate off the ball is not good enough, bro. Watch it closely in other games. I'm sorry, man. You have to, especially when you know you're, uh, you ha- bro, he's, for me, he's got to be doing more, man. Especially when you know that you're on the same side as Pedro Poro, you have to be, you have to be working harder than he is, man. Yeah, man, and I felt I felt like Brighton had a really good um, act, like access on that right hand side. I felt like um, Pedro was cooking. Milner was even getting involved, making runs forward. Bro, even Milner Danny had Wel- a bro. Milner was hooping yesterday, bro. bro. Even Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck was having a little bit of a jolly up on that side as well. I remember he was, the, yeah. the, the one, the quick one, two to 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 get their first shot of the game, which was what like two, three minutes in. So. Definitely, it wasn't. A, it was a. It was a poor day for Pedro Porro, even though he got his assist. It was. A, it was a poor day for Porro. Um, like he will do better. He has to do better. But and you see, the thing is, with Porro, yeah, this is something that is is going to be a reoccurring. This. This is. This is what you get. This is what you get with him. Do you get what I'm saying? I yeah, like the guy. Yeah? Hundred. You take the good is, with the bad, bro. You take the good yeah, with the this bad. Is, this is. This is part of his game. That it, 
I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it improving. I just think that's how he. It's like, okay, he's not. A, he's not. He, he's not as. But do you not think he's improved the season though? Because I think he has. Yeah, I think, he, I think... he's improved a little bit, right? But he will still always have these deficiencies in his game. Always. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, but we. We. I think. I think. Oh, overall, is he for me? He's been a net positive for the team, and I think. I think what's really surprised me is how capable he's been defensively because. There has been more than one, one, two, three matches where he's been left alone to 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 defend in one v one situations, I just, and I feel like he's done he's done quite well. In I, I, feel, I I agree with you, but I just feel that he's someone that you have to you have to kind of you know make sure that there's there's protection on on that on his yeah. side of the pitch. I agree. I agree. I I do agree with that. I do agree with that, and I. I, I it's, it's fair. I don't think it's, a, it's it's exclusive to us. I think we see full bad topic like that, but it's fair. When you compare yeah. him to Destiny, Destiny don't need that. Destiny is a he's he's a he's a lockdown defender. I get it. Um heading into half time now, then. Sorry, um, sorry, so it's just before half time. I'm looking at the goal now. Um it was actually Emerson that got twisted up for that goal. Emerson he got twisted up by Jao Pedro, yeah. Yeah, it was Emerson that yeah, got yeah. he was poor. Emerson was really poor, really. Yeah. Oh, really he poor. was bad. Oh my god. But yeah. that's what you get when you play a fullback at centre back. But this is but this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to say. Like Emerson was poor. Ben Davies, he scored a goal, but I think he was poor. But like I have a bit more sympathy. Like you lot know where I stand with Emerson. You know where I stand with Emerson, but I have a bit more sympathy for these guys because they're not centre backs. Yeah, you know, same, same. He was, that's what I'm saying. He's poor, but it's like the guy's not a centre back. And 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 this this for mm. me brings me to the point of how like so at what point are we gonna say enough is enough and give Ashley Phillips a chance like at, how bad does it have to get before we think about giving him a chance we just this, is down to Ange. this is down to Ange and I feel like he's been he's been superb for Spurs but if there's one if there's one area where I can actually say you ain't backed your chat it's this it's this because I think he's had the opportunity to play some of these young G's He's had the opportunity, like, I'm not, I can understand starting Emerson. I'm not even trying to say throw Dorrington in, throw Phillips in. But what I'm saying is when there's an opportunity to make a change, make an adjustment when you see some of these guys are struggling, um, I don't think Angers, Angers utilised the likes of Dorrington, the likes of Phillips, even Donnelly. I don't think he's utilised these guys um, enough in certain moments, but like, it's not a big critique. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, start Phillips and Dorrington, but if Ben Davies is there, who's, you know, so, uh, experienced to, to a decent level, I don't, I don't see, I don't see why it's so bad to have Ashley Phillips next to him. Do you know what I'm saying? They might not be, he might not think they're ready. He might not think they're ready, but it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's one of them ones where it's like, it's kind of hard to sort of like say, oh, is he ready? Isn't he ready? When other teams have been given young G's chances, right? Chelsea have used X amount of young G's. Brighton have used X amount of young G's. Man United, Man United played, played a Man United. They played an eighteen-year-old, eighteen-year-old uh, the other. I saw in centre back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And Phillips, it's not like Phillips hasn't played professional football. He's playing in the Championship for. For, for for Blackburn, right? So I get it. It's it's a fair critique. It's a fair critique on Ange. Quick, and... quick caveat there for Ange. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this because obviously Phillips and Burrington have played together. Um, I'm not sure which one tends to be the left-sided one. Is Dorrington. it possible? Okay, cool. Is it possible that Ange is more comfortable 
it, like, so okay, say Ben Davies was the one that would say it was Ben Davies that was injured, because mm-hmm. Destiny is the more I want to say defensively reliable fullback. Is it a case of you'd be more comfortable playing one of the young G's next to Destiny as opposed to Poro? Because not it's not that Poro is a bad player. We just realized that Poro's deficiencies seem to be more more brought to the limelight when there is a right centre back of lower quality next to him, whether it be Dyer, whether it be Emerson That's Royale. A good point, so is is it possible that it's it's again the key word for this is fucking personnel. But is it possible that it's maybe easier to play a young G next to Udogi than it is with, uh, next to next to Porat? Or or, or 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 if if Van der Ven was there, it might be easier to play a young G there because they've got Van der Ven there. Do you know what I mean? It's just something to think about. I'm not saying yeah. I agree with it necessarily. So it's it's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. It's one that I definitely need to to think on. You know, it's it's like again, it's dynamics, isn't it? It's it's team mm. dynamics. But I feel like at this point. The squad is actually bare. It's actually down to bare bones, and I think when the squad is down to bare bones, no one's gonna kill Antipostokoglu. No one's gonna kill Antipostokoglu for playing these guys, even because we, we would have. I, I went to the game. I got home at one thirty. I'm not fuming at this team. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm. I'm annoyed, but I'm not fuming. Like it is what it is. Like nobody's gonna persecute you for losing, especially especially if you throw some of these young players in and it, and it doesn't work out but listen it's managing young players it's, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky um thing to do in it so we just have to see how he navigates that this season but let's let's talk on the goal that we conceded before half time man i know we're 31 minutes in so we'll we'll speed it up let's talk on the goal we conceded half time because i think we can draw some parallels to again to the everton game that we won 2-1 um we conceded again from a set piece a set piece, if I describe the Everton goal, a set piece comes in, we head it away. Um, Andre Gomez, unmarked. That was a brilliant strike, by the way. Superb strike, superb strike. Unmarked, has all the time in the world to pick his spot. Superb strike. And to be honest, he he destroyed Spurs when he came on against Everton. Fast forward to um, the game against Brighton. A corner comes in. We don't defend the first ball. Um, they hit the post. And what comes after that must be some of the most brain dead brain dead decision making from from Kulisevsky someone who's actually one of our most intelligent footballers one of our most intelligent footballers he makes had, a, he had a shocker yesterday he was poor absolutely shocker he was poor he was really poor um guys talk to me man because like where where i was where i was at yeah like the game he's made that challenge obviously they've not checked the var yet and everyone's like they're going to pull this. We're like, yeah, that's a stonewall penalty. Like, there's no way on earth VAR is going to just ignore that. Like, what is he playing at? What is he playing at? What's he playing at? Like, it's it's a it's a difficult one to analyse because you look at it and everyone asks the same question. Why did you do that? Like, I, I, as in, I can't even, like, try and empathise with, with the thought process. Like, foot, footballers, you know VAR is there. Like, yes, referees are shit. Yes, PGM, PGMOL is, is going to come out and, and defend referees' bad decisions. But, like, you are literally... The thing is, certain shirt pulls, you can kind of get away with if you let go in time and all that kind of stuff. But, like, he's fucking 10 metres away from Welbeck stretching his shirt all the way. Like and I'm a bit like... And the thing is, when you watch it, like, fair's not a lot of people who react well enough to the second ball. It's possible Welbeck pops a shot off from point black range. It's possible that Vicario saves it because it's straight It's also... It's also possible Ben Davies gets in the way because Ben Davies is right there. So I'm just a bit like, 
did you think I need to know why he thought he might have got away with it? That's and and the anal- and the analysis for that goal, you know, beyond not dealing with the first ball. I feel like somebody got a, I don't know who who got a jump on who um, to lose the first ball, but it's just a bit like I just want to know why. And we'll get to the second penalty at some point, I'm sure. But it's just like it's just so frustrating because as bad as we were in that first half, could have easily still been nil nil because Vicario kept us in the game. And we, we conceded to one a little bit of poor position awareness. And then the penalty that was just brain, as you said last night in the chat, and just not brain dead decision making. Yeah. I think with with with, with Kulu as well, like because we caught life. I think it was Van Van Hecker or Dunk who 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 headed who headed the ball, hit the post. Um they should have really scored that to be fair. Um but like the follow-up, my thing is it's not even just that, okay, um Maybe Welbeck might score. Maybe Welbeck might miss, or Vicario might save. But my thing is, you know, you're one unit card away from a suspension, and you know Bro, this is this was you know the team is, is you know the team's down to bare bones, and you know you've been one of our best performers in recent weeks. You are literally one of the guys that we look to to sort of like drive this team, and you get yourself booked. You give away what is almost guaranteed to be a goal. To be honest, right? And now you're suspended. So what is the point? Even if Welbeck scores, at worst, we're 2-0 down, but you're not on a yellow card, right? You're not, you're, you're not on a yellow card. Now you give away um, a penalty, which Jao Pedro dispatched, and you're now suspended for Bournemouth, one of the most informed teams in the league who are unbeaten in their last seven games, where Madison is injured, where Basuma is suspended. So, bro, you made a point at the start, and I'm going to come to you on this, right? Because I want you to speak on it now. Like, I think ill discipline is is definitely a massive problem, problem. massive, massive problem, massive problem. And do you know what? Like, I want to just touch on on, on that yellow, yeah? Like, do you seriously think in this day and age of VAR, you're going to get away with a blatant shirt tug like that? Blatant. Like, what are you doing, bro? The thing is, we're being let down. Like, okay, yeah, we can say injuries, whatnot, but we're being let down by players that we classify as our main men. Basuma lets us down. Romero has let us down. As good as he's been, by the way, Romero, yeah? Let us down. Kulisevsky, what are you doing, bro? You know you go into that game knowing that you can't, you need to avoid a yellow at at all costs. Do you know what? If he had to make like a last-ditch tackle... And it was like a 50-50 and he came off and got a yellow. I'd say, do you know what? You, you, you tried to help the team. You couldn't have done anything. But you're to do that, like, bro, honestly, it's if me. I was the manager, I'd be going nuts at him, bro. I'd be, he'd be getting the hair dry treatments, that Alex Ferguson style. Like, what are you doing, bro? And mental, the thing bro. is, we, we, like I said, we can sit here and say injuries, this, this and that. But we're not helping ourselves, yeah? Now, going on to the disciplinary thing, in terms of the amount of yellow cards we're getting, a lot of it is down to how we play. A lot of it is down to how we play, making recovery tackles, right? So, you're, you know, you if you stop in a, a lot of the times now in football, if you stop an attack, you're getting a yellow, right? So, a lot of that comes down to just how we play, how open we are. That's going to happen, but... Basuma's red, Romero's red, Kulisewski's yellow. 
even Destiny's Red against Newcastle, was it uh, Chelsea, yeah? A lot of these situations have been completely avoidable. So, yeah, I can say some of it's down to how we play, but also some of it is just down to pure head loss. Head loss. Yeah, yeah, fully, fully agree. Fully, fully, fully agree. Um, yeah, man, um, it's just... Now we're going into Bournemouth with no Kulu. Who are we going to play now? Brian Hill? Lacelso. Lacelso's going to play the 10, which means that... Also, so it'll be Lacelso, Brennan, Brian Ryan. Hill. Oh, Lacelso, Son on the left. Richie and then Brennan. Oh, no, yeah, it'll be Son on the left. Yeah, Richie and Brennan on the right. Was, and was, be... was Lacelso fit now? Yeah, Lacelso's fit. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be available for Bournemouth. He'll be available for Bournemouth. So it'll, it'll most likely be a midfield of Lacelso, Hoybier, and Saar. Unless Skip is back fit, then it'll probably be Skip, um, Saar, and um, Lacelso. Yeah, the, the worst thing is, yeah is being let down by the players that you classify as as your main guys. That's the worst thing. Like, if it's a Hoiberg or it's a, you know, an Eric Dias, okay, you expect it. Mm. But three of our guys, three of our main guys are letting us down. Or you could say even four now. Yeah, yeah they, they, they have to they, they have to learn from this, man. Like, um, I get, I, I, I actually echo your sentiment, man. And I think, I think they will learn from this as well. Like, I don't, I don't really consider Kulisevsky to be like a malicious player or a stupid player, but same way, I do think he deserves criticism for making such a stupid decision that has cost not just himself, but has cost has cost the team. So he deserves he deserves criticism for today, and I hope that he he learns to be better. Um, I think the good thing we can say at least though is um, the the yellow cards now reset, I believe, because. Yeah, it's the 19 game mark. So now Saar is no longer on the, on the threat of like immediate nah, separation. So um let's move on to the second half, man, because I do think I do think we were better in the second half. Um and I say when I say better, I mean we were better than the, the dross that we served up in the first half, but I felt like in the second half we still it was still like a basketball game for the first, I would say, 20 odd minutes. But we were able to get a. a bit when of I was when I obviously I didn't watch the second half, but I watched the extended highlights before jumping on this pod. Yeah, we have to do better with these chances. Like there was, I remember there was one chance a doggy. You have to shoot. Kulu not shooting. Brennan, it, bro. We have too many players that are just panicking in the final third, and that's costing us massively. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get onto that, man. Because I think I think the attack is. The attack has plagued us all season in terms of like our ability to actually put away um, even a, a sufficient amount of chances that we create. But well, hi, I'm going to come to you on this, right? Because I felt like that is stupid, young goal, man. <laughs> not even trying to say, not even trying to say that like we were like levels or anything, but like it felt like we were. It felt like we were we were trying like we we, we had sort of found our feet in the game. Um, we got a bit retarded for whatever reason. Just couldn't stay on side, but like we were, we were creating a lot of danger. The guy's um, born offside, bro. He's born offside. Literally, literally three off. I think it was three offsides, and in the Every three offsides, flipping game with this guy, bro. In, in the three offsides, two good finishes, two really good finishes. To be fair to him, but like it felt like, and then we obviously had the destiny chance. So it felt like um, it was more of an even game now, as opposed to Brighton just like just pummeling and pummeling and pummeling us. But 
I don't know, man. Talk me through that stupid young goal because when that goal went in, my head was just like, oh, "That was like, a beautiful goal." Bro. What can you do? About that? What can you do about that? It was, <laughs> bro. The pre, the pre, I don't know what it is with the prem and just every so often, like a left back just hits a banger, whether it's whether it's Matty Taylor from back in the day of Portsmouth. I was going to say that Newcastle, innit? Yeah, yeah, man. Whether it's whether John Anarisa. Exactly, wherever it, where it was fucking Danny yeah, Rose yeah, yeah. against Arsenal. Like, when the ball came out to him, I was oh, he's just he's gonna whip it back post. Like, Dunk will be there, and he banged it. And, like, I got I got a quick it, it was better than this goal, but I got a quick PTSD of you know, when uh, what was that left back for Leon Michel, Michel Bastos back in the day when he banged yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 he Absolutely. had a rocket. Oh, yeah, obviously, that goal was like fairly different, but like, when it happened, I was just a bit like. I'm in a place where you know what it's not that teams are like oh fuck it is Vicario like it's not like that where it's always like, oh, like oh fuck it is Kepo fuck it is Joe Hart where they just hit it it was like to score against Vicario you just that went top top bins by the way top top bins exactly, yeah like to score against Vicario like word to Uncle Igali like you just have to smash it like, and that's that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just have to Bro. smash it and like, Bro, you know you know when when man are scoring those kind of goals against you it's a long day man. It's Bro, just like, I'm it went in and I was I couldn't even be pissed off because it's like like you said, Toes, we'd sort of again, not that we were suddenly playing excellently for the for the first, I don't know, was it it was like 20 minutes after the after the second half started, like, but we'd at least started playing. We weren't playing like a team that was 2-0 down in, in historically. Do you know what I'm saying? We were playing like a team that believes we could still win the game. You know, we weren't perfect. Um, but I'd say we were like definitely a couple worlds away from how badly we were first half. So it was just yeah. a bit it was it was disappointing. It's weird to say it was disappointing we conceded like that because you know in in inversely or in contrast you'd you'd rather concede from something crazy than just keep getting blamed like we were in the first yeah. half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But hey man, it's it's hey, you you don't shoot, you don't score in it. Like and they yeah. knew that they had to do something special to beat Vicario, so like fair enough in it. Hundred percent, and I think with with that goal, like obviously, I, I was coming back into my seat and I see him coming on at um, half time, and I was just like, oh. Why is a stupid young coming on? We're already getting murdered. Obviously, he just come back from injury. And when he scored that goal, when I tell you, that place erupted, bro. Like, the noise, the noise that that stadium generated when he scored that goal was insane, bro. Insane. So, on a personal note, I'm actually happy for him. Like, I know we lost the game, but I'm happy for him because that's a top player right there. And obviously, he had a really, really bad injury. So, it's good to see, it's good to see good players back playing football, in it? But... I want to move on to the fourth goal we conceded because, again, <laughs> Ash, I'm going to come to you on this one. Boneheaded, boneheaded decision making from our team, and Lacelso actually came on and did well. But this is not the first time Lacelso has given away these dumb fouls. Aston Villa gives away a cheap nonsense foul. Yeah. Like, <laughs> talk to me, man. Talk to me, bro. Do you know what it is? I just, I think in in that moment, yeah, it's just. Your, your your heads are gone because you're you're three no down. Your heads are gone, and you just you just throw you just make another mistake. And I think at that point anyway, like there's we wasn't going to get back into the game. Wasn't going to get back into it. The game was already put it, bro. Let's be honest, yeah. It was a head loss moment. It was done, but the game was dead and buried, bro. It was done. Yeah. The game was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't and 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 Jao Pedro dispatch, man. I think he he deserved a brace that game. He worked his socks off. And to be honest, it's like I, I don't blame them, to be fair, but it's like 
even though it was sort of like cat and mouse. What, what, um, moment, what minute was it again? Was it like what, the, 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 penalty, the, penalty, the penalty was 75th? Yeah, yeah. The game was done, man. The yeah, was done. and it, so it's, it's, it's the irony is like from that minute onwards, after he scored that penalty, it was literally one way traffic. It was literally one way traffic. Like Spurs just said, you know what? Now nah, we can't. All of a sudden, we were like, we can't lose this game 4-0. And it was just pat, 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 pat. Destiny, the thing is, Destiny, I think Destiny had one of his worst games for Spurs in a Spurs, in a, in a Spurs shirt. Yeah, Destiny was not great, to be fair. But yeah, for 15 minutes towards the end, he was moving crazy, bro. And in a good way, like, they tried to foul him. Balaba tried to foul him, couldn't foul him. Like, just running, just dribbling through their players. Like, we just... We brought on Velez, obviously brought on Brian Hill, brought on Le Celso, and we just, it's like we were pamming them, bro. Genuinely, that game finished 4-2, but if that game could have finished 4-3, we had chances, bro. We bro, had chances. Bro, the, th- the thing is, yeah, that, that period in, in, in the second half where we kind of had those, you know, that period in the second half where we had quite a few chances... For, if the game was over then, so Brighton obviously, you know, Brighton are foot off the gas in their heads. They're in three points. Do you know what I mean? They've already got the three points. Yeah. So for me, it's like I don't really care what they've done because it's, it's I do really care done. because it's like the reason why I care is because I feel like if we had done, if we had played with that level of intensity, now nah, but we know, good. no, 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 but we know that that we're capable of that. But my thing is, like people are like, oh, you know, we, we came back and we it's like the game was done. Yes, it's it's over. At least we made it respectable, though. Like, and I think yeah, at least on, at least you know we didn't emba- completely embarrass ourselves. Yeah, at least we didn't do that. But like I was saying, bro, for Brighton, they're already part. They're already in. They're already partying, bro. They're thinking about. They're thinking about the the parties that they're gonna have after the game. Do you know what I mean? Hundred, hundred, hundred. And I guess I want to talk. I want to talk on the first goal because I feel like the first goal is something that we didn't do enough of. In the whole game, the first goal comes as a result of us putting pressure on their back line. We didn't do that enough the whole game, and that's what really annoyed me. I felt like in order in order for us to play the way Andrew wants us to play, it, it, a prerequisite is putting maximum pressure on the opposition when they build out from the back and when the ball gets into their midfield. Try and keep them pending in their half. I felt like there was minimal pressure. You know what I'd say to that? Yeah, we just we just didn't have the we just didn't have the personnel. wasn't getting enough passes in the right into the right areas to the right players. Saw I don't think Saw had a great game. I'll keep it was poor. Saw was, was poor. Yeah, he, for me that game demonstrated his weaknesses. Right, we just we just didn't have people to get the ball to the right players, and our wingers did not do jack shit, bro. They didn't do jack shit. I don't. I, I think. I think if we're talking personnel, I think from a personal perspective, I don't think we had enough personnel to to properly freshen things up. And I think with the personnel that we had that did freshen things up, I don't think Ange Postecoglou brought them out quick enough. I think he should have made some of those changes at half time. He should have. He should have brought on the Bro, like, right half Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like for us as fans, obviously we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But I just ask myself, like, is it? Can Donnelly not come on and do anything here? Is he like, you this know what I'm saying? Are the players that are on the pitch 
or that have been bought on ahead of him, are they? Can they do better than it? Like, do you know what I mean? As a fan, you just got to sit there and think: surely he can't be worse than these men. Like, surely he must be able to give us something. Do you know this, what I mean? This is- hundred percent. This point from YG, big up YG as well. He even says it here. He said, outside of Vicario, nobody was even average yesterday and, and came to play. We might, we may not rate um, a lot of them, but they can do better. I agree. Even, and that goes for the players that we, obviously that goes for the players that we do rate and that goes for the players that we don't rate. I think collectively, I'm not even trying to do like a individual thing. We can talk about individually what each player did wrong, but collectively we were poor. And I think going back onto the first goal, uh, Ohio, I think, I think this is what we're trying to say on the pod about like putting pressure on the opposition. Kulisevsky puts pressure on Dunk, um, wins the ball, gets fouled, Sun picks up the ball, crosses it in, Vélez bangs um, 4-1. I don't know, man. I, I, I guess I wanted to see more of that in the game, but I wanted to speak to you about something else that really bothered me with that goal. And it was the challenge that Dunk made on Romero like I've not mentioned this in anything on Twitter or anything right but it's just something I need to think about because I feel like there's no parity being applied to Spurs because Ash spoke about how like we've received a lot of bookings because of the way we play and players being too exuberant and stuff fair but I also feel like we're being harshly penalized in certain aspects this season 100% I look at the yellow card against Destiny against Nottingham Forest. There, that the was red a disgrace. Card. That that is a disgrace. Exactly. Do you, and know that it, do you know what it comes down to? And I'm not excusing it, by the way. But what this comes down to is your reputation. So yeah. a lot of Spurs, a lot of Spurs fans say, "Oh, if that was Romero, it's like, well, yeah." But the refs know that Romero is a repeat offender. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I hear I'm it. Not just the, I'm not justifying it, but this is this is what happens, bro, because they're thinking, oh, yeah, Romero's done it again, off you go. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas bro. a player that is not known for doing these kind of things, they will naturally get away with it, yeah? But this is why I want parity. And Ohio, and I think, the, bro, I think, like, the way the, the way there's this narrative about how, how we are as a team, right? There's almost a narrative that we're dirty, right? Let's face it. So I just feel that we will naturally get away with a lot uh, we won't get away with the, the shit that other teams will get away with. And like that Destiny yellow card, was it Forest? Yeah, that was an absolute was a nonsense. was a nonsense. And Ohio, so yeah, talk to me because it was Dunk that committed the offence on Kulisevsky. Now, I'm not even trying to say that the Romero one against Chelsea isn't a red. Like, I'm not mad at Romero being sent off for that, even though he won the ball. But I just want parity. And talk to me about the Dunk, the Dunk one. Because that was mad. So, yeah. Obviously, when you, you know, um, I know people like to, you know, slow it down or they'll use the still where Dunk's uh, studs are really high on Kulisevsky's ankle and ankle. And I'm the kind of person where, like, I understand that not all referees are the same. Refereeing, at the end of the day, is a is a subjective profession. You know what I'm saying? Like, talking about football is, is a subjective thing. And I'm not going to expect every single referee to make the same decision every single time. However, like PGMOL or the referee or whoever just needs to come out and be like, right, if this is the precedent for a red card, it now needs to be a thing where if if it's that kind of 50-50 and a resulting factor, if you go through the ball first, but you are now, you know, studs up high on the ankle, it is now red. Like, I just need to, because 
I think the whole Romero thing was, you know, there was an element of recklessness and endangering the opponent. And with that logic, with that, with that logic, I hear it. Like, like I actually get. It. I'm not really like. I'm more annoyed about Romero than the referee for that one. Do you know what I'm saying? 100. But it's like you set a precedent. Like, I just need that to be the level across the board because you have VAR to be checking these things. You went, you checked it, you gave Dunk a yellow. Like, there was a part of me that thought, oh, shit, Dunk might go here, even though we've scored. So Dunk has got this yellow. So it's like, well, you, you could have sent him off. I'm not going to sit here and say we could have, hey, I don't know, maybe we could have won the game if Dunk got sent off or drawn, I don't know. But it's like, I just need one to be a level set on what, because that challenge happens all the time. Like, it, it's, it's not like a one-off once in a blue moon thing that happens and then there's like a there's a discussion around it like that mm -hmm. kind of challenge happens essentially every week and it's like the thing okay. is, yeah if if you look at the rules yeah we, we listen we 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 all know that it a lot a lot of the times there's nothing you can do in that situation mm. yeah and and it's unfortunate but according to the rules it's called serious foul play that endangers an opponent whether exactly. it's in whether it's intentional or not, it's a red card. So yeah, exactly. Reds, Reds have bro, nothing to do with intention. Like, it's, it's the, the incompetence from PGMOL is ridiculous because surely it's not hard to have a serious meeting, right, and play all these clips from Curtis Jones to Romero to Lewis Dunk. These tackles, uh, Bissouma against For uh, Forest, I think it was. These t challenges are all red cards. Mm, that's true. That's and then... Going back to you, mate, you you started to make one of my points for me earlier when you were talking about reputation and discipline. And it's like, this is like being being in the leadership group or being captain. I'm not, you know, son isn't responsible for this, but it's more than just leading by example when, when you're playing on the ball, off the ball. It's like, they, these these guys aren't dumb. They know that referees are more on them because Basuma's red card, yellow card, suspension, non-suspension, four games, five games, whatever, mm -hmm. Destiny getting a red, Romero getting reds, like us holding these suspensions like as players you need to know that it's like listen man referees are honest now like we've all played we've all played sport where there's a referee you recognize from earlier in the season or within the first five minutes you're like hey boys we're not getting no joy from the ref today like you just you just have to play it smart whatever sport it is whereas football rugby whatever like you just need as especially the leaders of the team needs to be like hey listen this is what referees think we're on now we know we're not like that we're not going to get away with stuff like, yeah, it's it's annoying that referees now view us this way because we're not a dirty team. Like, we're that's actually... True, yeah, that's we true. Just, it's true. We, just, we just play in this helter-skelter manner where, to be honest, because you're so tired or sometimes your brain just reacts to do the wrong thing because you're so yeah. fatigued. And, and, and again, links back to personnel. We do not have the, the players to be rotating these guys out, managing their minutes and keep them a bit fresh where, you know, if they, were a if they were a little bit more hydrated or like, a, or a little bit less fatigued, they wouldn't make some of these brain dead decisions. But it's and like, do, you know, do you know what I, I remember, yeah? I, I can't remember who came out with it, but there was an ex-referee, right, that came out and, and was talking about how he's, he was basically, basically roughly translated into the refs have it in for certain plays. There's, okay, certain okay. plays. there's certain players that they know that when they get on the pitch, they're like, he's not getting away with anything tonight. Of course yeah? they do. They have it in for certain guys, and that's just how it is. Like, it's wrong, but... And, 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 these, and these players should know that. Like, as, as annoying as it is with refs, it's like, listen, these, these refs are not going to get better. Like, they're actually not. Everyone they're has not. the same shit ref. Whether, whether he's more shit one way... To, to the team than the other or whatever. It's like, listen, you you got to play smart. You can't you can't do these dumb. Obviously, we're referring to what Dunk did, 
and like it is, it is jarring that that what has been done to us doesn't seem to be you know uh, uh, fairly fairly judged in comparison to those us. But it's like, listen, man, this is we're going to have these refs to the end of the season. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the refs are not. It's not going to yeah. suddenly strike midnight in 2024, and they're going to be good. Like we we just got to play what we see and be smart in controlling our own controllables when it comes to these brain decisions and, and bad tackles. And the thing, is, the thing is as well, yeah, is obviously this is a new style of play for us, yeah. So a lot of the times players are uh, having to adjust to, uh, to to positioning, and obviously, like I said, a lot of our yellows are coming from. Tackling opposition, uh, tackling the opposition where we've left space and they run space, and we're trying to run back and and stop attacks. Yeah, so a lot of that I understand will come down to experience and understanding of what of of positions, the way the manager wants us to play. So I'm hoping next season, yeah, this has to. But for me, I don't think any. I'd be surprised if any other team has got more yellow cards than us. I don't think we're definitely in the top three. I would assume. That we're in the top three for yellow cards. So, yeah, it, like I said, it, some of it probably comes down to new system players not still 100% familiar. So, next season, we can't be having these issues where we're going into a game and it's like two or three players are on are on their last lifeline for a yellow card. We can't be having that next season, man. Mm. This season, we can allow it. Mm. I think we, um, I think, um, let's, let's, uh, let's move on to the second goal as well, right? The second goal. Come from a set piece. Um, Brighton defend the first ball. Well, the ball um, comes back to, I believe, Pedro Porro, who then swings in a fantastic cross into Ben Davies, who gets um, our second goal. Um, and then genuinely, when he scores that, I'm thinking, you know what? Hmm. If we get another goal here, boy, it might be problematic. The thing is, just taking news too late, man. Listen, I was expecting. I already resigned myself to a loss, but. I was like, hang on a second. We're actually, we're actually creating chances at will here, and it feels like Brighton have run out of gas. That's what it felt like to me, and that's what happened. We created a lot of opportunities. Hoybier hits the post. Um, Richie missed. Richie missed. He was off already. He was off already. Richie was off already. Richie was off already. It was. Um, no, 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 was... no. I'm talking about when he, when he was on the. I'm just talking about chances that we missed in general. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fair, fair. We, yeah, we had, um, I think we we created enough where we could have got back into that game, but yeah, just yeah, didn't, didn't, we didn't did. But the same way they created enough where like they could have made it like super duper embarrassing. Even before they could have made it super duper embarrassing to the point where we wouldn't even have thought that um, like there was any sniff back into the game. So um, yeah, the, the second goal goes in. Guys, I mean, the, the end the end of that game was a frenzy, man. Like you guys talked to me, obviously, maybe more so yourself or higher, obviously, Ash, because you didn't you didn't watch you didn't watch the game to the end. But the end of that game, man, it felt like every single time we were attacking, we looked we looked dangerous, bro. It's mad, and like I don't I don't want to be one of those over you know them guys that are like overly positive on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah, he'll, he'll ride him as well. Um, I don't want to be one of those guys like overly positive and so like, oh, what guys? Why are we panicking? Like we're, we're only six points off top, and and da, 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 and we've got so many injuries. Like the, the the few positives, like it was it was a shit day. We conceded four goals, given two of them were pens, one was a banger. Like we were poor, but at least it, it's so. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm scrambling for crumbs here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like maybe you know, I'm taking. I'm with you. I know where you're going. I'm with you, brother. It's like this is this is the first time. 
in God knows how long. Even if I go back to the pot era, because there were times where we're like we'd be getting banged in the pot match, and it's like, yeah, man, this is done. Or, or I remember even in the pot era, I think we must have been like four one up on Chelsea, and I was still nervous. Do you know what I'm saying? This was this was way back. I can't remember what game it was. I'm, we I'm the same, man. But but now it's like we're still going. You know, and uh, at four two, I w- I would be a liar if I sat there and thought. If I sat there, if I said I didn't think, oi, 4-4 isn't out of the question here. Do you know what I'm saying? As bad as we were, and we wouldn't have deserved it, but, like, I take some inspiration is the wrong word. But, yeah, I take take something from the fact that it's like, you know what, at the very least, they don't stop playing, which, which, considering the phase we are in Angeball, which I think is going to be a multi-year process, I can take some sort of positivity from that. It's like this is not this is not the finished product. This is not the final. They didn't personnel. give up. They didn't. Yeah, they this, didn't this give is up. the thing. And it's like, and I, like I said, you know, like I opened it. I'm not going to be the guy. Who's like, oh yeah, like I'm. I'm really. But I'm not really proud because we were fucking wank, right? However, it was. A, I respect the fact that it's a strong finish, and we and we and we factor in that you know Brighton and probably mentally shut off. And hey, that's football. You got to factor everything in at the same time. But it's like. I have to respect that we we stuck to the game plan. We kept going, and that last that last twenty minutes was 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 the best twenty minutes of football we had all game. You know. Yep. Yep. It's good. Really it's agree. good that it's good that they they always feel that they have a chance and they don't give up because that that will come when you need it most in certain games when it's like when you could be losing one nil or two one, you know that you won't give up. Like there's there's been so many times in the past, not even under Poch, under other managers, when we go a goal or two down, that's it. Heads drop and game is over. And um, we don't cr- come back. We don't create nothing. You just sense the body language in there. But this time, it's like they almost get a kick up. They, you know, it almost f- fires them up, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, I'll second that. Yeah, 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 man. Listen, and then that's just the to to another thing to me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Sorry. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. Well, I was just my last thing was just going to be also that. The fact that we're still able to create these chances with a knackered son, an off-form Kulisevsky, no Madison, Hoybier controlling the tempo, Saar having an off day and having to be brought off. I know we have different opinions on how Brian Hill actually performed when he come on, but like Brian Hill, who has the body strength of a, 12, of a 12-year-old boy, we're still actually in position to score, to potentially score without with all these players potentially missing, like... That I can still take positive from that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't, I didn't. The game didn't end and think, oh mate, we're we're so fucked with with Andrew, so fucked for the rest of the season. It's like you know, there's I can see something. You know, as long as I can see something, I'm good. Yeah, we just need we need we need to get players in in terms of purchases, and we need to get players fit. That's that's and we need to stop players getting these dumb suspensions. That's that's what I'm thinking in the game. I'm I'm looking forward to Bournemouth, which isn't going to be an easy game. Um, I want us to spend. I'm not looking forward to that game. I want us to like. Okay, cool. We don't have to delve into that Bournemouth game in detail, but I want us to just go f- quickly around the room. Um, Bournemouth unbeaten in their last seven, um, coming to our ground, a ground where they beat us three-two last season. Um, we obviously we know who's missing for this game, guys. I want to get a score prediction. What are you going for? Um, I'm going to start with you, Ohio. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to have faith in them to bounce back. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two one, but I think Solanke is gonna open the score and then it's gonna be back to the wall. But we're I think we'll do our thing. 
I think I think Ange, the way they've reacted at halftime, like, like I said in the chat, like I've had Southern Hemisphere coaches in it. When they grill you at halftime, it's different. So I know Ange, obviously, even though we conceded another two goals, I think Ange is going to get a reaction out of them. There's going to be a lot of R&R, a lot of rest, a lot of recuperation. But um, I think I think it would be 2-1. Solanke to score first. So if anybody wants the final odds for that, please let me know. Don't encourage betting, but, you know, um, yeah, I'll go 2-1 two, two Spurs. I'm going to go 3-2 Spurs. I feel like they're going to score goals, um, but I think we are going to score goals as well. Um, it's not going to be an easy game of football at all. Every Premier League game is tough, especially up against one of the most informed teams in the league. But I also feel, despite our absences, I think I think Bournemouth's style of play lends a hand to what we want to do in a game of football, provided we are able to play out of their press, because I think that is the most problematic thing for me. We have no Romero in the team. Um, and I feel like our build-up from the first phase into the third phase might be impacted. Um, in fact, it definitely will be impacted, and we've seen teams exploit that. So, yeah, I'm expecting us to concede goals, but I'm hopeful that um, we will win the game of football. We have to bounce back, so I'm going to go for 3-2. Ash, what are you going for? I, I ain't looking forward to this game, man. I'll be real with you. I, 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 hear, the, I hear the thing that... The, um, we will we'll definitely have we're definitely gonna have our chances the way Bournemouth play, right? Especially with their press their press is relentless, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're a team that likes to play on the front foot. So we'll have our chances, but I just feel we're gonna struggle. I feel I think they're gonna they, they're gonna pin us back for, for large parts of that game. I'm looking at how we play out from their press, right? And I think that's just gonna be a massive struggle for us because we're gonna have Emerson. Davies, Hoiberg, and I just these guys are just going to struggle to play through the press. Uh, mm. I want to be as positive as I can, but I just I, I'm just going to go for a two-two draw, man. I think we are going to struggle against Bournemouth. Mm. But yeah, we we're going to have our chances. We just have to, bro. We can't we can't have a scenario like Brighton where we just keep missing so many chances. We have to take them. If we take our chances, we'll, we'll, we'll be in the game. But they're, they're going to give us a game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And I, I, I don't expect, apart from the Celso, I don't expect any other rotation, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think I think it depends. I feel like Skip Skip will probably come back into the team if he's fit. Um, and to be honest, I think he's poor, personally. But Oh, if him and Hoiberg, it's, it's like... It's bro, a like I don't want either playing, but if I had to pick right now, I would just play the one that is actually a DM. Hoybier isn't a DM. Simple. Hoybier is not a DM. So yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for 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 um dropping some words. Um thanks for your time. For those who are still listening, make sure. You are plugged in to everything we are doing across all socials. Check us out on TikTok. We've got some cool bits and bobs dropping on TikTok as well. We cooking, we cooking. Look out for our latest views. Um, something's cooking up that's bubbling beneath the surface as well. Um, make sure you're um, leaving reviews on Spotify as well. Leave us a five-star review and some comments as well. You can do that on Spotify. Make sure you are engaging with us on Instagram as well. And then, of course, make sure you're following the main Touchline practice um social media handle across all of those platforms but um until then people take care and 
and peace Take out. Take care, lads. It was a pleasure, man. Take care. You back, peace. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.